This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked and the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. This month, we are teaming up with igotout.org, a consortium of cult survivors supporting the I Got Out movement of activism and education to help shine light on the commercial cults more commonly known as multi-level marketing. Throughout the month of November, follow along with us on social media as we share MLM statistics, cult education, survivor stories, and ways that you can join in on the movement. Visit igotout.org to share your MLM experience and share your I Got Out selfie using the hashtags I Got Out and I Got Out of an MLM on social media. Freedom of thought is a universal human right. Hey, Hunbots and Hun Bros, and welcome back to another bonus mini-sode of Life After MLM. So it's November, and we are talking Cult Education Month, and I felt this was a really good mini-sode to throw after Jennifer Riola's episode because we're going to be talking about rank makers. Now, if this is the first time you're hearing about rank makers, you need to go do a little homework. Go listen to Julie Anderson's episode from the beginning of October and Jennifer Riola's episode from last week and get all caught up on what Rank Makers is and sort of how it operates from an inside perspective. So essentially, Rank Makers is one of those MLM coaching programs that we talk about, and it is run by the Higdon Group, which is owned by Ray Higdon and his wife, Jessica. It's a relatively new company, so I wasn't really able to do much of a mini dive in it, and there isn't a lot of information that hasn't already been shared in both Julie and Jennifer's episodes. But what happens so often when I talk about a company is I start getting messages and emails from people who were involved in it. A lot of times it's people just sort of corroborating stories and saying, oh my gosh, yes. But this time it was a little different. So I decided maybe we need to sort of look into this because it's actively happening and I just want people to be aware this company affects anybody in an MLM because they really are only targeting top earners or people that want to be top earners in an MLM. And I know we have a lot of Huns that listen. It's actually really encouraged by me as well. I get emails from people who are in MLM saying, hey, I listen because I want to know like what's going on and how to not be and what to avoid. And then eventually I talk about their company and then I get a follow-up email saying that they quit. But I think it's important that if there are people in MLMs right now listening, this is something that's literally targeting you. And it's a secondary commercial cult that will bring you in and, um, you know, bilk you for more money. And we don't want that. We, we, we want to keep you guys a little more financially stable and financially literate and show you the red flags of things. 
So I started talking to Jen and Julie and was like, hey, look, I think that like sort of showcasing what's going on aside from their episodes would be really good and could be a good bonus episode for cult month. And I wanted to use it as an educational piece. They've been helping me gather not only testimonials, but videos and audio clips and just different pieces of evidence to sort of go along with what this episode is about. I think it was the first year the podcast started. We did an episode about the bite model with Josie Nicoy. It's been a while since we sort of went down the bite model and broke it down. And I thought that Rank Makers was a really good example. And the more testimonials that I got and the more audio clips that I got, the more it sort of solidified my decision in in wanting to make this a bite model a bonus episode using real life examples from Rank Makers and Ray Higdon himself. So I just want to reiterate that all content on this podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. It is based on personal experience, research, and opinions, and it is protected under the Copyright Fair Use Act under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. So, you know. If you're listening to this podcast, you've heard of the BITE model. It was designed by Dr. Stephen Hassan, who is a friend of the show, and it stands for behavior, information, thought, and emotion, which are four ways that cults and high-demand groups control you. So let's make our way down the BITE model. B. Behavior control. Regulate the member's physical reality. Use rewards and punishments to modify behavior and rigid rules and regulations to manipulate. Restrict leisure, deprive sleep, and financially exploit. I stepped away from the Higdon group about a month ago because I started seeing things like you've mentioned. Good intentions escalated quickly with them. I watched it all happen from the beginning. Ray scares me, especially with the yelling, then calming himself, and then yelling again. Oh, and the block the trolls, block the haters, but... If you're not getting trolls, you're not working hard enough. Do you want trolls and haters or not, Ray? I remember for so long trying to get the attention of a particular coach, thinking that my story wasn't bad enough or deep enough, or I hadn't gone through enough trauma for my story to be worthwhile. I remember trying to think of ways around how I could make it sound worse than it was, just to be taken seriously by this person. My story is perfect, valuable, and powerful enough to impact and help others, just as it is. Wow. Saying it now is so empowering. Left the group, left the company. It was a constant feeling of not being good enough, not putting enough work, sacrificing my family as a single mom, and my last dollar to go to an event for them was a must. I can't afford it. It doesn't matter. To them, it means you're not wanting to improve your business. You don't have enough desire. Group chats, Zoom meetings, events. I thought the pitch was we could do it super part-time, right? Now I feel so much better. I work my business as a fitness trainer with the goal of helping women and not trying to drag someone in a circle of infinite disappointments. Life has changed dramatically since I left, and I'm actually seeing results from my work. I am recovering from the Higdon Coaching Cult and an MLM company that has completely messed up my mind. I have an amazing business idea, like an idea that is my own, but I am paralyzed by my brain. I am afraid that any action I take is a direct result of the brainwashing I've experienced over the years of being a rank maker. This is so hard. Thank you for confirming that I'm not crazy. 
I left the cult I was born into, and as I researched undue influence, I couldn't help but see overlap with MLM. And no matter how ethically I tried to build the business, it attracted or created narcissistic people who would hurt me and others, something I'd witnessed and experienced but couldn't put words into. I started to see that anytime someone would question him or his teachings, he would make an example out of them by creating a video in the group of up to 14,000 people, berating them, yelling, slamming his hands down, swearing, telling people they were selfish, lazy, feeling sorry for themselves, in a victim mindset, or a bunch of other things that no one wants to be seen as. And if they didn't want to make a difference in the world or make an impact, then they were in the wrong place. He created fear in others so they didn't speak out, but also kept us so off balance that we never knew which end was up. Because one minute he was showering us with love and praise and it seemed like he had our best interest in mind, and the next he was telling us how horrible of people we were and emotionally and verbally beating us down. And that doesn't even take into account all the little ninja slice messages, as he would call them, that would make us question our own mind, instincts, and very being at times, to look to him for everything. It was a textbook narcissistic relationship. You think you have a valid excuse. You're wanting to change your family's life. You're wanting to be a top earner. You're wanting to travel the world and you can't commit. Here's the reality because you just don't finish anything. How can you possibly impact the world, your family? Ah, I've been busy, man. Well, when are you not gonna be busy? Are you gonna be less busy because you don't do the work? Why, why am I so dead ass broke? Why don't I have a team? How come I suck at network marketing? How come I have nobody following me? You can't even commit for seven days. How can you want results that are way up here? Here's the results I want. Here's all the results I want, but my activity is right freaking here. How can you? How can you expect to change the world if you can't even come in for seven days? I, information control. Deliberately withhold or distort information to make it more acceptable. Systematically lie to the member and minimize access to outside sources. Keep them busy so they don't have time to think or investigate. Ray told me partway through the year of coaching with him that reality show winners never amount to anything or create any success. They just spend their lives trying to recreate the fleeting success that they had in the moment. Such a time suck rink makers is. No real value in just sucking my money. Ray has to know that he's full of it because if network marketing was everything he said it was, he would still be in it and not be a coach. I seriously get tired of hearing how Ray was the number one income earner in his company. Like how many years ago? Since I dropped my membership, I get five to 10 messages a week with his next latest greatest game changer bullshit. Ray's rants about COVID were icing on the cake. When I saw photos of everyone at the Higdon Group Christmas party unmasked, as I was working over Christmas trying to save the lives of people who had COVID, it was too much. This, quote, lower vibration shit just kills me. Actually pursuing my dreams instead of wasting all of my time and energy on this so-called coaching is what vibrates me high. What a crock rank makers is. Some people come and they'll say, hey, man, can you understand, bro? 30,000 in debt. I'm like, aww. Good for you. Good for you. Such restraint. Good for you. You have a choice, of course, right? But 
in the industry, not necessarily an inherent weakness, because maybe you decide it's not for you. Okay, great. See, for me, that's not an option, because I've seen homeless people go on to become successful in network marketing. Uh, I went from foreclosure to million-dollar earner, right? And so for me, it's I'll never have that, that question. Now, I realize that just like real estate, just like mortgages, just like um, any performance-based anything that exists on planet Earth, uh, a lot of people won't do the work. I, I don't foolishly believe that network marketing is magical or mystical and that it'll take non-workers and make them successful, or it'll take negative minds and have them walk the stage, because that just doesn't work anywhere. And so I'll, I, I see network marketing for what it is, and that's a possibility. It's the possibility of if someone... Um, you know, creates a powerful perspective and a powerful mindset and does the work, they get rewarded in a way that they probably couldn't in their job or any other job. And so you just have to realize, you know, what, what is it you want, you wish to think. If you wish to think that most people fail at network marketing and you want to cover, you want to put a blindfold on that and not include the ones that didn't do the work or maintain a positive mindset, then you know, then the industry isn't for you, and it's good for you to come to that realization. So, you know, most kids that, you know, play peewee, you know, baseball that really want to go pro don't go pro because they don't do the work. They don't do the practice. They don't, they don't, you know, show up when they don't feel like it, right? And so if you have some kind of misconstrued thoughts about the industry that it is magical or mystical, and, you know, everyone should have fair pay regardless of their work or mindset, then, um, some misconceptions about the industry and if you choose to hold on to those misconceptions then the industry isn't isn't going to be a fit for you because it's be, it's it's better for you to realize sooner like am am i going to realize that this is that network marketing is all about possibility or am i going to hold that it's some magical mystical thing that's supposed to make everyone money regardless of mindset or work ethic there is no there is no there is no career that that resonates with that way of thinking T. Thought control. Require members to internalize the group's doctrine as truth and organize people into us versus them. Memories are manipulated, thought-stopping techniques are taught, and the rejection of critical thinking becomes the reality. I told Ray I was going back to teaching because I needed to make money. This was after a year of coaching with him, and I was making less than when I had started. And he said, well, if you want to be mediocre and live a mediocre life then that's what you should do. I coached one-on-one with Ray. I was told there were no scheduled sessions. I was just to reach out when I had a question via Voxer. I would send a question, sometimes a few-minute voice note explaining what was going on, and he would respond saying, I haven't listened to the full message, but this is your problem, and give me some bullshit answer that wasn't even close, and had he listened to the message, he would understand. When I would try to explain that that wasn't the issue, he would gaslight me and say something like I was having resistance to what I needed to do and to dig deeper into that. The first time I heard him speak, I thought, what a load of bullocks. Never will pay for someone to tell me how to think. Sorry it all went south for so many. I quit Rank Makers about three years ago, and I've never once regretted it. I'm glad to be seeing others see how scary it is too. I'm back in network marketing, but I'm not doing anything remotely like what I was taught by Rank Makers and others in the industry. I may not even stick with it if it doesn't feel right. I wasted so much money on his training, and that never sat well with me. 
Because of those speaking out about this, I have been able to share my experiences and not be so scared of the backlash. I'm still fairly new on leaving the MLM industry and rank makers, and I'm still learning, but it's definitely the best decision I've made. I was thinking about a time I bought a rank makers training and something was messed up, so not everyone could get on the video chat and people were mad that they had paid and couldn't participate. I was disgusted when Ray lectured the group about being selfish and that it was our mindset that was the problem and not that he had offered a bogus training that only a select few could participate in. I feel gross for ever being part of his creepy cult. Thank goodness we are finally free. So (laughs) yesterday I did a huddle for our millionaire roundtable, which is our mastermind for six and seven figure earners. And, uh, I was kind of waiting for this, uh, but one of uh, one of our roundtable members, she said, hey, Ray, uh, how are you dealing with all these online attacks? And, you know, you may or may not be aware that uh, recently there's been um, a spike in uh, Ray Higdon hate <laughs> and rank makers hate. And um, and there's been, you know, a couple people that I, I really held near and dear to my heart. And I still do. I still do. Um, you know, they just saw it, um, beneficial to attack me and attack rank makers. And, uh, I haven't watched one video of theirs, uh, but, you know, I have people every day telling me, you know, stuff about it and sending me screenshots and links. And I just won't indulge in, in, in watching it or, or spending time with it because that's time taken away from creating with people who are looking for change. And, and so I want to share how I deal with this type of stuff. So first of all, this is, you know, after doing this for, you know, 10, 12 years, um, it's, it's definitely the most direct um, attacks that I've ever received, which just means that I'm finally ready for it. And, you know, in the past, if this happened a few years ago, it probably would have rattled me. It probably would have got under my skin. And... And I just see it. I just see it for what it is. It's you know they are um, looking for purpose in their life, and they're you know misdirected in, in what that is. And my my hope for for those that hate on anybody, for those that spend time structuring videos to attack other people, uh, my hope for anyone like that is that they do find their true purpose, that they do find you know their north star, that they find you know what they can go and create, what they can go and actually help people with and impact people with. And so, you know, I share this because if you keep going, you're going to have online attackers. You're going to have people spewing hate about you. And, um, and if you stop and indulge in, in watching and getting caught up with it and, you know, replying to them and, you know, and, and marching against them, then you're taking energy away from all of those who actually need your creative energy. You're taking energy away from those who actually do want to change their lives. And so um, I'm still very, very focused on let me help the people that want to change their lives and let me not lose energy to those that do not. Let me not lose energy to those that are coming from a negative place, um, from those that want to attack and hate, um, and let me focus on those who do want to change the world with me. Let's focus on those people. And, and so, you know, I debated sharing this, but, um, I just know that you're going to go through this. If you keep going on this path, if you keep growing, you're going to deal with online attackers, you're going to deal with haters, 
You're going to deal with people that, you know, and, and the ones that are hurt are the ones that you really care for, the ones that you rooted for for years, the ones that you uh, loved, and then they, you know, they turn on you and, and attack you because they feel that's in their best interest. And, um, you know, and it's, and it's, you know, just like politicians, it's always to uh, validate their hatred and to validate their um, negativity and their attacks. And so, um, you know, I, I honestly, I hope that they do find their purpose and, um, and just online attackers in, in general, just know that someone who's well balanced and someone who loves their life, that just doesn't enter into their, to their mind. They just don't, they don't think about, I don't think about who can I attack today? And even if someone does me wrong, um, I just, that's just not my DNA. It just doesn't make sense to me. If you're seeing people attack me and, and people be negative about me, please don't spend time attacking them. Please don't rebut or please don't, um, you know, call them out or be nasty to them because I don't want you to fall to that level. I don't want you to take away your creative energy from people who need your help. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. 
They have become an absolute favorite and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Emotional control, manipulation of feelings and narrowing of the range, failure is your fault, planting feelings of guilt and unworthiness, your past is suspect, you're selfish, and your friends are problematic, fear of independent thinking due to future shaming and public confessions, shunning those who leave and speak up. I wasn't having success with cold messaging, so I asked Ray what I was doing wrong because I was using his script, but had made it my own, as he teaches. He asked me to send him the message, and I did. And he got mad and said, this isn't my script. Have you ever even heard me say this? So I edited it to be exactly his script. And then he mocked me and said I sounded like a robot and I needed to personalize it. So I did, and I sent it to him again, and he responded with, what is this horse shit? Another time he had me send him a message, I asked a question about it, and he messaged me back reading the message in a mocking tone and a fake robot voice, and said, Who fucking talks like this? You sound like a robot. He was rude, disrespectful, dismissive, arrogant, and quite frankly, very unknowledgeable. I too was caught up in rank makers, but dropped out disillusioned when I realized what was happening and who was making the money. Not me. And who was expected to do more work. Me and others. Thank goodness for those who stand up. The covert narcissism involved is scary. I was involved with one and nearly lost my life. And then I fell prey to he who you speak of. Ugh. So glad I started paying attention to my emotions instead of trying to cover them up and ignore them like he teaches. Because my emotions told me something was very, very wrong. And I got out of both situations. I was shamed during my coaching with the Higdon group by my coach. And at that moment, saw tons of red flags. I honestly believed that there was something wrong with my mindset, and that's why I wasn't making it. I did everything they told me to, and it didn't work. Ray did two survivor videos where he's making fun of people for being survivors of MLM and not having big enough trauma. He's now taken both of them down on IG, but the second one, where he mentions concentration camps, is still on YouTube. Welcome back to the survivor group. Uh, last week we had Dale sharing about uh, the concentration camp that he survived. And, and today we have uh, Karen, who is the survivor of an MLM cult. Can you share more about that? Yes, I'm a, I'm a survivor of a network marketing MLM cult. And uh, now I'm, I'm helping to save others. Did they make you do things that you didn't want to do? They wanted me to do videos. They wanted me to talk to my friends and family and they took money from me every single month. So they, they hacked your accounts and, and stole your credit card? Well, no, I entered that and, and you get you know product and stuff. So it was like a scheme. So no one made money. Everyone just paid it. There were some people, you know, made 
you know, six or seven figures a year. How, how much? Not everyone made that kind of money. So you worked when you wanted to, at whatever level, you cancel at any time, and some people made a lot of money. Hey, can you do this kind of thing from home? Like, where do I learn more? But here's the messed up part. Everyone went through the ringer so bad on his reality show, Play to Win, and the Higdon group was so proud of how they put everyone through it that they gave both season's competitors shirts that said, Reality Show Survivor. Hey everyone, welcome to the Survivors Group. I really appreciate you being here. You know, last week we had Kevin share about his experiences as a prisoner of war, and today we have a Karen, survivor of an MLM cult. Can you share more about that? Yeah, yeah. I was in I was in a network marketing MLM cult, and it was horrible. So were you kidnapped into this cult? No, I signed up online, but I had to tell people about my product or opportunity. So they forced you into labor and then kept the money. No, I, I didn't have to work, but if I if I did, I, I kept the money. They tortured you if you didn't comply. They didn't torture me, but they, you know, they made me sit through all these personal development talks. Did they threaten you not to leave? They didn't threaten me, but, you know, they were just constantly talking about how much money I could make if I, you know, would just do more work and how powerful I really was. So they encouraged you, some people loved it, and the whole thing was voluntary? Hey, where can I learn more about this? And lastly, from a play to win contestant. When I first started in network marketing, it was because I tried a product that made me feel so good when I was in a dark space. It changed so many things for me. I said to my husband at the time, this is it. I'm going to sell this. And he said, oh, hell, you are not. And I said, really? Stop me then. And I joined Monate. I was so excited as I wanted everyone to feel great. As I entered into this space, I was pretty confused. Everything was scripted and tacky. I was like, you want me to recruit? I just wanted to share. Flash sale? What's that? Enter spamming my page and everyone I know and buying so much product that I still have some five years later. Embarrassing? Oh yes. That was buying so much product that you and your upline could rank advance and earn that trip and that bonus and blah, blah, blah. Teamwork. I still run into my old upline and she's still bitter that I left. Sorry, not sorry. Near the end of my tenure with the company, I found Ray Higdon. I listened to some trainings and I was like, wow, if I only do this, then I will easily become a top earner. I will surely be able to show my husband what a dick he is being about all of this and we will be able to live a really abundant and fun life. And then I found my next company, as I did have an issue that one of the products really helped with. It helped so much that I left Monate and I went to Modare. I couldn't wait to share the results in hopes that it would help others going through the same thing. This is where the shit went down. I started buying all the courses that I could through the Higdon Group. One course ran into the other. I listened in the shower, on my walks, in my free time, on my drive to work. It was honestly taking over my life. At this time, Modare and Higdon training kind of came together. You can't say this, but say that. Curiosity marketing. Never mention the company or product name. Basically, just be shady as fuck. Add people to groups, show them videos, add tag message them. You follow up until they die. Literally. Cold message, join groups, search people with similar interests, use this script if this, use that script if that. Go for 20 no's. Be a leader. Use a tool. Don't be a tool. It goes on forever. Fast forward a bit. My marriage was in big trouble. We were going to separate, but decided to stay together. 
two things for me to stay with my husband. One, I will be going to my company event in another country. So it was not cheap at all. And two, I applied for Ray's reality show and was invited to be a part of it. So I would be going to a different country again. We stayed together and I did those things. Here is where I found both Ray and his wife, Jessica, to be total snakes and totally disgusting, self-righteous, and totally out to lunch. I was treated and talked to in such a way by both of them that I was destroyed. At some point, they were my heroes, but I discovered that they were total assholes. I think Jessica, for me, shocked me so much. She had a sharp tongue and was a total bitch and was very hurtful. I didn't last long on the show, but the effects of the outcome impacted my life in a huge way. My life completely unraveled after that. Spoiler alert, I did rebuild myself and I am better and stronger than I have ever been. It took a minute though. I left my marriage, obviously not because of all of this, but it had a pretty key role in it. And I will say that I have never been happier, but it was a seriously fucked up road. After that, I pretty much pulled away from social media. I used to do all of the 14 day challenges. If you missed a day or two, you were made to feel like shit. Oh, And let's not forget about Ray's emotional tirades that were actually so embarrassing I could hardly watch, where he would yell about something and get so emotional and make you feel guilty about playing so small that you didn't reach out to that single mother who was drowning in debt and couldn't afford to put diapers on her kids, let alone food on the table, because you were playing so small. And then when you reach out to them to say something like, you can't afford not to do this, I can show you step by step. I always wondered if they can't afford to put food on the table, how on earth can they afford to do this? And how selfish of me not to reach out? My ex-husband would always say, how much Kool-Aid did you drink from the cult today? That caused more of a rift because I was so invested in the Higdon group. I had never been involved in such a manipulative group in my life. And of course they knew what they were doing. Although I always thought, How can they run this training business when they have been out of it for so long and the online space is constantly changing and they really worked their business at the beginning of the online space? Fast forward, I left my husband with no job during COVID. I didn't have a lot of money, but I was lulled and convinced to buy coaching, even though I was pretty sure these coaches were not making $100,000. Total waste of money, total brainwash, total money grab, total bullshit. I'm done with it all, and it makes me sad. I had big hopes and big dreams, but I have morals and values, so that is all in my past. There are a lot of parts missing to this story, I'm sure, but this is what I have for now. If you had a traumatic event happen in your life every single day, like literally every day, something traumatic happened to you. How do you think you would show up in the world? Would you be a little on edge? Would you be like if, if you had, uh, you know, if you had someone that, that just, you know, abused you every day, day in, day out, how do you think you would operate around others? Would you be super loving and trusting and, and kind? Or would you be a little guarded? Would you be a little skeptical maybe? Would you be a little like waiting for the the shoe to drop kind of thing, right? Whether they had ever abused you or not. If you're someone who had been abused or been through a traumatic event every single day, you would probably show up with an anticipation of more trauma, with an expectation of 
of negativity, at least, right? Um, with a perhaps a belief that others were going to hurt you, wouldn't you? I think I think you could probably agree to that. Well, here's the thing: when you have a traumatic event happen to you, when you have uh, abuse, when you're bullied, right? Like uh, you know, right now there's there's a lot of uh, anti MLM people bullying. Uh, network marketers, they're just straight bullying them. They're getting their accounts shut down. They're, um, you know, flagging their stuff and, and everything, right? They're just, they're just bullying people. And, and so when, when you have ever been bullied, abused, traumatic event, um, you know, uh, some kind of thing where your trust was, was broken, right? For the majority of people, that doesn't happen just one time. And so I highly, highly encourage you, get to know yourself. Get to know what is it you're associating with, what negative association do you have with trusting others? What negative association do you have with loving others, with loving yourself? What negative association do you have with making money? If you want to change your life, you first have to get to know yourself. And so I know this is a little deep today, but this is what was calling to me. Um, you know, I've, I've heard this kind of thing in the past, but you know, really diving deep and really learning the Dr. Joe material inside and out helped me to understand this at a deeper level. So I hope it was helpful to you. Drop me a comment if it was. Hearing those stories and reading those stories is heartbreaking. I relate to them. I could have written them, even though I wasn't with Higdon Group. <laughs> potato, potato, right? I just, I want to thank every single one of the people that reached out, that sent us anonymous messages, that collected any evidence so that we could put this episode together today. And I want to thank my friends on the back end, Julie and Jen, and our other secret friend, for helping me put this together because. I often forget there is so much work to be done and so many red flags to expose and so many obvious, <laughs> obvious bite model infractions in these stories. And I hope it made you think and I, I hope it made you realize that this is the kind of stuff that's actually happening. You know, we hear these stories on the show and a lot of times people that are not involved in MLM will listen to them and go, man, are these real? Like, is this actually happening and yeah, it is. It's actually happening. I am just so proud of every single person that decided to even share a sentence about their experience with the Higdon Group and Rank Makers. And that if anybody is thinking about joining this, that they found this episode and that the algorithm worked in their favor. And maybe we were able to give you another side, the side they hope you don't hear before you sign on that dotted line. So thank you for joining us today for some cult education into the bite model. I've got the links to the bite model and Dr. Stephen Hassan in the show notes. If you are interested in learning more, it is a really fantastic guide. If you think you are in a high demand group, even if it's a one-on-one -on -one high demand group, check out the bite model, go down that list, see how many of them register as red flags in your experience and, uh, you know, pull back from it and, and see if you are curious, here's an exercise. 
you know, the bite model is a very broad guideline. And there might be some things in there that you're going, whoa, this is not, no, this did not happen to me. So I want you to, uh, if that is happening to you and you want sort of a activity to do, you can do this right on your phone. You can head over to the bite model and you can screenshot the lists and then just use your phone and highlight the ones that you've experienced. You can color code it. You can do like green absolutely happened, yellow maybe kind of, maybe, and then red like, no, this didn't happen to me. And then look. See how many of those were green for you and how many of those things actually happened to you and sort of, you know, use that as a guide going forward. Maybe you're realizing that another thing that you're in is kind of culty. That's kind of part of this whole month as well. We really want to show those red flags, expose them, and just have you open your eyes a little bit more. We're not saying, hey, that's culty, you should leave. We're saying, hey, that's culty keep your ears open. Hey, that's Colty. Keep your eyes open. Protect yourself. And we will be back Sunday with some Colty Amway stories. So we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Hans.